Welcome to the Cornerstone Truth New Creation Podcast. Each week we'll explore fundamental truths about the genuine love of Christ being manifest through His people, the Church. During these studies, we will discover that the sincere love of Christ flows from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. This is the goal of our instruction, and we are so thankful you're listening today. I'm excited because we are in November, and November is an awesome month because of Thanksgiving. Very excited about Thanksgiving coming up. Also excited about the Pumpkin Spice Holiday Bazaar coming up next Saturday. And uh, thankful for all those who have participated in getting things ready for that. And we are still in the process. And so there are some really, really neat stuff that's going to be available uh, at the Pumpkin Spice Holiday Bazaar. So uh, my wife and I are looking at taking out a second mortgage, and uh, it's going to be a great time. So get there early so you get some of the stuff that we're going to get. Anyway, that being said, Emma, I need your help. We have a few more cakes and pies that need to be made, so if you haven't uh, volunteered yet and would like to, that would be great. And also, too, we have the last two weekends in December... Uh, open for needing uh, a family or someone's to step up and clean the old building. There you go. Thank you very much. If you want to start there and just circle right around, that would be great. Also, too, a couple of announcements before we begin with uh, our words of encouragement this morning. Uh, Pumpkin Spice Holiday Bazaar, uh, right after this morning's uh, assembly, it's going to be very short. <laughs> All we're going to do is make sure that we got everything coordinated for coming up Saturday and then Friday evening set, setting things up. So if you would uh, be there just to kind of get everybody on the same page, that would be fantastic. Also do college age tomorrow night, 545. And uh, the location is to be announced. My lovely bride is scheming and planning. And so uh, please, uh, if she comes and approaches you, don't run away. Or am I supposed to do this gaming and planning? <laughs> trust me, dear. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Okay. There you go. Caught you in the act of not listening. But that's okay. I still love you. Uh, Wednesday evening assemblies in November. It's going to be at the Compton Homestead. Oh, Ryan, would you go uh, grab uh, an example of the calendar for me? That'd be great. Uh, Thursday, ladies study, seven o'clock, the park's place. And, uh, as I said, pumpkin spice holiday bazaar, nine in the morning is when we open up and, uh, pray for nice, warm, sunny weather in November. Well, hope so. And, uh, from nine to three. Now there's something else you need to know. How many have ever had Vinny's barbecue, pit barbecue before? Oh my goodness. That is so awesome. And I've been so busy. I haven't been able to get out to, uh, uh, spend time with Vinny and have some of his barbecue. So he's coming here. So uh, uh, lunchtime is at Vinny's Smoking Hot Barbecue. So I'm excited. Uh, November calendars are out. And uh, so if you want to grab one before you go, they're out there in the entryway on the table. Thanks, Ryan. And I think I've got everything pretty well covered. Uh, birthdays. Uh, Max. Max, birthday coming up this week, buddy. Hey, you're smiling. You knew that was coming up, didn't you? All right. Anybody else got a birthday coming up this week? Anybody? Max is going to be 26? Wow. 
I was talking to a guy yesterday, Max, and he was whining a little bit about his knees being sore and how old he was. And he said he is 26. I'm sorry, Max. 26 is a tough age to be, man. <laughs> but you're looking pretty good for 26, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so anybody else 26? No one else? Okay, so Max. That's pretty impressive, Max. 26. Wow. You, you come a long ways, dude. All right, we're singing you happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. 26. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. 26. How old is your dad? 26. You're 26? <laughs> And not gonna go there. All right. All right, we got some uh, really great words of encouragement this morning. Remember, the scripture says that we're supposed to encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day drawing near. My prayer is that we'd all understand that that's not just a select ministry for one or two, but really for all. And so, uh, if you're not doing these, I understand that's no problem, but if you make sure you're letting people know how amazing they are in the church, that'd be great. So thankful for Kirk Parks, a man of great integrity, a man of great wisdom, a man of great teaching. Uh, thank you for being a great brother and friend. That's awesome. Let's give it up for Kirk Parks. Woo All right. Here we go. Logan, so exciting to see the servant of the Lord you are becoming. The instruction you have received from those going before you is evident. Like your dad, even in tough times, you're willing to help others. You are a great young man in the faith and will do great things for the kingdom. Amen. And I would add, he's already doing great things for the kingdom. Praise God. That's awesome. Mrs. Parks, you're such a nice person. You do so many wonderful things. Thank you so very much. Let's give it up for Mrs. Parks. Woo! Oh, oh, sorry. Eric and Cynthia Johnson, I'm grateful for your faithfulness to meet with the saints and that you see your talents to build the body of Christ. Amen. Woo-hoo! it up for the Johnsons. Jeff, so thankful for the example of a man, uh, the man of God you are. Even in hard times, you keep pushing on and still are willing to help others. The love of God shines through you. Amen. Let's give it up for Jeff. There you go. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You know, how come the people outside of Christ get all the fun, you know? They always get the applause and stuff. And, you know, I just can't wait to get to heaven. But you know what? We should be practicing before we get there, right? What do you think? Hey, let's grab our Bibles and turn to the book of Acts in chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. You know where we're going. Acts 3 and verse 19. Therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Our Lord God in heaven, as we finish out the year, we pray that you would help us to understand the critical nature of 
this time of refreshing that comes through the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, it's not just critical for us that we would have love and joy and peace and patience, having those amazing riches of glory. But more important, dear Heavenly Father, that our salvation and the riches of glory would be manifest in the world. In the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul says that we are to be luminaries, lights, in a dark and perverse generation. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to recognize that this refreshing that you are granting to us as we are restored and are being transformed, regenerated, as it were, into uh, that man after your own heart. We pray, Father, that we'd recognize the critical nature of the refreshing is so that we can in, impact the world for your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, it doesn't matter where we've come from. What matters is, is that we would embrace your son, Jesus, as the Christ, the son of God, and that we would live for him and live according to his word, reaching out to others so that they might have the hope that we have. Father, I ask this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. We're going to read another passage of scripture this morning. I'd like you to turn in the book of John in chapter 4. In the gospel of John in chapter 4, we're going to begin in verse 1. And I know this is a passage that, that we have read many, many times before. I'm sure that you're familiar with it. But my prayer this morning is, is that you would see with the eyes of your heart What's happening here? Listen with the eyes of your heart. Understand, because this really is an amazing passage of Scripture about the refreshing that can come from the presence of Christ in your life. No matter where you've been or what you've done. And I pray that you would hear that this morning. And then as we had apply it, realize how critical it is that we know this for what's coming in the next few days and in the next few weeks and in the next year until the Lord comes back. We are in a time of refreshing and we're going to see a picture of an amazing refreshing time in a woman's life and her one life, her one voice was amazingly transformational to the lives of many. Let's read with, see with, hear with, know with the eyes of our heart. Let's begin. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a city of, of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. 
Therefore, the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. She said to him, sir, you, you have nothing to draw with uh, and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his, and, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but that water will give, will, will give him, will, I give him, will well up and become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I will not have to be thirsty and come all the way here to drink. He said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him and said, I, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are, have answered correctly. Uh, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, Believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that, that even speaking with a woman, yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come, see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there is yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you have not labored. Others have labored 
and you have entered into their labor. From that, from the city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who had testified. He told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word, and they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. Let me start by saying it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter the mistakes. It doesn't matter the sin. It doesn't matter the poor choices. If you will meet Jesus Christ where you are at and receive him as Christ, as Lord, and humbly serve him according to God's word, you, like this woman, will radically change the world. One woman, one city, and the city came to see Jesus as the Christ, the Savior of the world. And this woman was a woman that you might say is, well, a little questionable in her character. And yet, because she had that time with Jesus, and he offered her living water, and she was refreshed by being in his presence. It says she made testimony. She spoke of Jesus Christ. And the city came to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the Savior of the world. What if one person like this woman would go to Springfield? What if one person like this woman would go to Cresswell? What if one person like this woman would go to Junction City? What if one person like this woman who met Jesus and was absolutely convinced that he was the Christ would go to Eugene and Venita and Oak Ridge and Salem? What if one person was truly refreshed with the living water and had the conviction that this woman had, leaving her past behind, and moving forward to serve Christ Jesus. Not ashamed of what she was, but excited for what Jesus Christ had called her out of and called her into. He promised her a gift, didn't he? If you knew who I was and you knew the gift that I could give, the gift, of course, was the living water, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. The church is desperately needed in this hour in this world. And I pray that we will see that today. And so let's begin in point number one. We really do need to re redefine what it means, the refreshing and the presence. And we really need to work on making that our own. The word refreshing, as we find in the book of Acts in chapter 3 and verse 13, as you see there, is the Greek word that has to do with the recovery of breath. You know, it's interesting, the Spirit is called pneuma, the breath, the breath of God, the Spirit. The recovery of breath, 
That's what this word means. Refreshing, the recovery of breath. You ever got the wind knocked out of you because of something that happened to you in life? Now, I remember getting my, the wind knocked out of me a lot when I was a kid. I was little, so I always got in fights. And of course, being little before I learned how to wrestle and box, I was always on the short end. And I was always getting the breath knocked out of me. It was terrible. <laughs> Many of you know what I'm talking about. But the, the breath coming back in to give life. That's what this is talking about. It's talking about the spirit and the power that comes from being able to breathe once again through the spirit of God to receive or to, to relieve or to refresh. You know, I rather find it's interesting. Thayer says uh, <clears throat> a cooling refreshment to recover from overheating. Yesterday, uh, Blake and I were hiking in the, in the woods and we were hiking a ridge and there's a cliff that I've always wanted to go below the cliff and down to a really beautiful, would look like a beautiful bench. And uh, confirm if I'm not telling the truth, when we got down there and we actually walked down into that bench, it was like paradise down there. The moss, it was like walking on the most amazing carpet you've ever walked on. And the green and the sun, it was just amazing. And we saw where two bucks had been fighting and were tearing up the, the dirt. Unfortunately, they had left the premises before we got there. And uh, it was really amazing. It was awesome. And uh, even though we didn't see anything, just that was amazing. But the problem was, is we had to walk way down, right? Like this. It was like steep. And we kept going down and I'm thinking... What goes down is going to have to go up, all right? And, uh, oh, wow. And uh, we didn't just go down. We went down, down, down. We went up, up, up. We went down, down, down. And, and we were coming out of the, the hole that we were in. And, man, I'm telling you what, I wanted to get out. I wanted to get on top. And we were pushing, pushing, pushing. And I was just <laughs> zucking air and sweating like a pig and, we get to the very top, and I had to stop. And of course, this is the 26-year-old that's just doing fine. He was whining a little bit, but I'm thinking, no way, uh-uh. <laughs> so I start sucking on my uh, 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 water, and oh my goodness, it was like I could, I could, I could hike the mile out. We're about a mile back in. I could do it now, refreshed restored and I put a bunch of ice cubes in the water so it's still icy it was great a cooling refreshment a recovery from overheating have you ever noticed when you put something under pressure it it, it heats up you ever notice that you press 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 it heats up well you know what the world's on this major press right now it's trying to press people into submission we need to be ones who are refreshed so that that pressure no longer can have its way with us. In Vines, it says to cool down. The first part of that Greek word, Anna, is back, to go back. The second part of that word is to make cool. You know, there was a day, as we talked about before in our lives, when we were sensitive and responsive to God as children. But then the commandment became alive and thou shalt not covet. 
thou shalt not. And we desired it and we went after it and we died. Paradise lost. But paradise can be restored. So it's important for us to recognize that this refreshing is something that is going to manifest itself in us. And Jesus calls it living water, welling up unto eternal life. And not just eternal life for you, but eternal life for all those who you come in contact with. That's what we're talking about. That woman received the great blessing of hearing that Jesus was willing to give her a promise. She confessed him as the Christ. And she started to make testimony that he was the Christ. And the people in that city received Jesus as the Christ. Brethren, how important that is to see that picture there. Because that picture is for you and I. You know who that, who that Samaritan woman is? That's you and I. We can be that woman, and that's what we're called to. Why do you think these are in the scriptures? Oh, it's just a good story about Jesus and, and worship, because this is where we teach people about a, how to worship correctly. That's what I've been told. That's what this scripture is about. Uh, I think there's more to it than that. This scripture is about you and me, about what we can be if we recognize that we have the living water in us through the Holy Spirit. But let's read the word presence once again. The word presence, as you can see there, is to have one present in your life. Face to face, eye to eye. And I have the word countenance down there. What a great word. We don't use that word anymore. Countenance? What are you talking about? Countenance. The word countenance is amazing. It means the face and the eyes with their various movements and changes, revealing the inward thoughts and feelings. You know, we do these, these the social distancing thing and our little masks, you know. But how many of you know, we've talked about this before, you can tell from the eyes. You can tell from the eyes if the person's tired. You can tell from the eyes if they're sad. You can tell from the eyes if they're excited. You can tell from their eyes if they're falling asleep. You can tell from their eyes if they're angry. You don't need. But the rest of the face also communicates as well. Amen? When you come face to face with Jesus Christ and face to face with life situations where Jesus Christ is impacting a heart and then you see that heart changed, and you see the impact of that life because of the living water, you're actually seeing what Christ can do for you when you're willing to come to him face to face. Brethren, this is about us this morning. And so second point, point number two, I pray that you'll see that the scriptures are communicating about you and me. And the indwelling presence of Christ and what we are able to be and what we're able to do. So let's begin point number two. The Lord refreshes through the living water, which is the Holy Spirit inside. Well, the Holy Spirit frees us from the garbage of our past and empowers us to live a life that's going to transform the world. Let's take a look. Look at the first bullet point there. Freed from the crush of sin. 
freed from the crush of this crazy world and this life. Turn with me to the Gospel of John in chapter 4 and, and look at verse uh, 13 through 14 there. Chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. In the conversation, Jesus says, Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Brethren, how important that is. Springing up to eternal life. The water before isn't going to give eternal life, but the spiritual water will give eternal life. This lady was searching, and we know that from the dialogue. She knew an awful lot about spiritual things, but she had never met the Christ. Never met the Christ. Notice what happens when you meet the Christ. Look at Psalms 42, verses 1, 2, and 3. This woman was desperate for living water. She knew she had a need. Notice what it says here, and this is not talking about deer. Some people think I'm just fixated on hunting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Kate, no mm -mm in the crowd. Wow, that was rude. There's no tomatoes, thank goodness. Anyway, Psalms chapter 42, beginning in verse 1. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, where is your God? May I stop here for just a minute? A woman had five husbands and now is living with the sixth guy. She must have had some major emotional trauma going on in her life. You're saying you're speculating. I've worked with people before. That I've had multitudes of marriages and then just gave up and said, whatever someone wants, I just need someone to be there. Whatever, they, it's, they're, they're, they're done. This woman desired God because when he offered her living water and then he said, you know, I understand your life situation, but I have a gift that I'm willing to give you. You see what happened? I perceive you're a prophet. And I've always wondered, I've always wondered about, you know, the, the well and the worship and, and you. She had a heart desiring. And Jesus met her and she saw and opened up. You know what happens when you don't judge somebody because of their past? You know what happens when you, like Jesus, don't judge somebody because of their past? But you care about them as an individual, as Jesus cared about this woman as an individual? You know what happens when the Spirit of Christ, the living water, flows from you, and you're willing to listen 
to a person and care about them and their struggles. He knew all about her mess, but he did not judge her. He offered her life with no judgment. And that woman was what? Touched by the spirit of God emanating from Christ. You're saying, well, she wasn't baptized. Well, this is Old Testament. He offered her a gift. She confessed him as the Christ. And then she begins to make testimony about Jesus, the Christ, the Savior of the world. How about you and me? I've heard people say, well, I so screwed up. My God has never used me. Well, the devil's got you. If that's what you think, you've been listening to the wrong one. If you're a Christian, the fullness of God dwells in you and the living water is overflowing and you can share it with others. Don't let the devil lie to you anymore. This woman had a past that was wrecked and now she is proclaiming the Christ, and changing her world. You don't think Springfield needs one of these gals? You don't think Vanita needs one of these people? Every city needs one or more of these people. And you know who those people are? They're you. Did you confess Jesus as your Christ? Is he your savior? Brethren, look at the next passage of scripture, Psalms 32. I know the crush of this world. Some of the things I did in my past still plague me sometimes. But that doesn't stop me from telling other people about the Lord because I'm free. How many of you know I'm free from the spiritual consequences of my sin? But you can't get free of the memories. How many know what I'm talking about? Man, I'm free, man, I'm free. And I'm with that freedom. In our next point, I'm moving forward. But you know what? I can't forget some things. They're a reminder. Don't ever go back. Brethren, listen to this. Beginning there in Psalms chapter 32, beginning in verse 1. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. I praise God that he forgave me of all my sins and gave me that living water. I was talking with the young men today in that room in there studying, and I said, you know what? I couldn't Bible thump at Willamette High School, but I could live the life. And we're blessed to have at least one, actually several, who have become Christians because of that. And our brother, good brother here today, because the living water was pouring out of me, not the Bible thumping, not the judging, but just living it. We can change our world and the people in our world wherever we find ourselves. Church, if we don't do that, they're marching off to the lake of fire. And if I understand the human dynamic, what's coming, they're really going to accelerate the conveyor belt. 
Now we need to stand in the gap and know that we are the refreshing that the world so desperately needs. Because we have the living water overflowing in us. Look at the last point then. Empowered to, to rise and to serve and to speak, to make testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go back to Gospel of John in chapter 4. Man, this blows me away. Here's someone that should, by no human uh, stretch of the imagination, should be turning a, a city upside down. And that's exactly what this woman did. John in chapter 4, and take a look, verse 28, 29, and, and 30. 28, 29, and, and 30. So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all the things that I have done. Uh, this is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. I, I find it rather interesting. We're given the, the cliff notes, the Reader's Digest. This man told me everything I've done. One sentence. It sounds like with five husbands and now a guy she's living with, there's probably more than one sentence of stuff that she's done and Jesus knew it all. And yet he still loved her where she was at. Look at the next point here. Look at verse 39 in this same passage. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him, believed in Jesus because of the word, the, the woman who testified. He told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the savior of the world. Again, brethren, I don't care where you're from and Jesus doesn't either. What matters is, is that you understand if you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, and have been, been obedient to the gospel, having had your sins forgiven, receiving the indwelling presence of his spirit, you are overflowing with living water. And you are in times of refreshing. And you know what this world needs? It's not a, more complainers. People are excited and hopeful and living a life and praising God and thanking people and praising God for people and praising people and being positive. That's what the world needs. And that's what Christ was and that's who Christ is in our body if we live by faith. Look at Isaiah chapter 32. This one will blow you away as I was reading the scriptures in regards to Christ empowering and then we, through his power, reaching out. Look at Isaiah chapter 32 beginning in verse 1. Does this not sound like Christ in the church to you? By the way, it's rather interesting my header in verse 32, or chapter 32, Isaiah 32, is the glorious future. By the way, the glorious future is now. And you get to participate in this glorious future. Listen to what it says. Behold, the king will reign righteously forever, I would add. <laughs> There's a lot of great righteous kings in the Old, in the Old Testament not as many as bad ones, but there are some pretty good ones, but they faltered and failed. 
Behold, a king will reign righteously and princes will rule justly. Now, who are the princes, you think? Us. But reading on, each will be like a refuge from the wind, a shelter from the storm, like streams of water in a dry country. Let me, let me read this differently. Each Christian will be a refuge from the wind and a shelter from the storm like streams of water in a dry country, like the shade of a huge rock in a parched land. That's you, Christian. That's you. Do you see yourself that way? Do you see yourself? If you don't, You've been listening to the wrong guy. Brethren, the church is the ones who are supposed to go forth victorious and destroy the kingdom of darkness. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the kingdom of God. Last time I checked, gates are stationary. The gates of hell don't march backwards or forwards. They stay stationary. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. What's the church of God going to do? Smash open the gates of hell and rescue those who are bound by the devil. Is that how you see yourself? I don't see those outside of Christ as enemies. I see them as captives. That's how the Bible teaches it. We get to rescue them. We're more than conquerors. We're liberators, brethren. This passage is for you. Embrace it as your truth. I am a refuge. I am a shelter. I'm a stream of living water in a dry country. Like shade, I'm a huge rock because Jesus has made me so. Then the eyes of those who see will not be blind and the ears of those who hear will listen. Kind of sounds like what Jesus came to do, amen? Brethren, this last verse is pretty amazing. The mind of the hasty will discern the truth. The tongue of the stammerers will hasten to speak clearly. Isn't it interesting that Moses stammered and stuttered and yet God raised him up to be a great leader? Isn't it amazing that Timothy was a physical wimp and an emotional wimp? You're saying, how could you say that? Go read the scriptures. And yet he was Paul's go-to guy. Rock solid. It wasn't about the physical. It wasn't about the emotional. It was about the spiritual strong man that he was. And that's what we are in Christ. No excuses anymore. Eugene needs us. Pleasant Hill needs us. Oak Ridge needs us. Vanita needs us. Cresswell needs us. Can I get an amen on that one? Man, people need light in a dark place. They need hope where it's hopeless. They need life where all is death. They need that and we have that. So let's close with John in chapter 4. There in verse 31. John chapter 4, beginning there in, in verse 31. This is for us, brethren. He's not talking just to the disciples, those there. He's talking to us. 
He says here, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? Jesus said to them, are you ready? Here it is. This is for us. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Are you crucified with Christ? Are you buried with Christ? Have you been raised up to walk in the footsteps of Christ Jesus? What's the answer to that, brethren? Absolutely, positively. So you know what? This is your verse. Own it. It's your verse. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. God desires that none should perish, but all to come to repentance. How are they going to change if they don't know in what direction to change and they don't have a model to follow? You and I are that model. Look at the rest of this as we finish up. Do not say there is yet four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. The time has come for the harvest. Don't we, well, we got a little bit more time left. We don't have any time left. Now is the harvest and we are the harvesters. And we got water overflowing to bring about the great harvest. Brethren, take a look as we finish up. Already, he says in verse 36, already the, uh, he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in the case, the saying is true. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. How many know when you're running a race, you don't run to the finish line, you run through the finish line, amen? Amen? amen. Okay, I thought maybe I was wrong on that one. So Cynthia, help me out here. You just ran right to the finish line. I made it. No, you didn't. You powered through, right? Some people think I'm an idiot for getting up early in the morning and writing a little note about the scriptures. You know what's really cool is I'm... Planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds. If it's a seed in your heart and you receive those, praise God, you're being encouraged. But you know what's really awesome? Is I'm sending to a lot of folks, and a lot of folks are going, wow, can I call you? I got some questions. Now what happens if I give up the ghost sometime soon? There's a whole bunch of you that I've been planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds. You're going to have to do the harvest. But you know, we can work this thing together. Somebody's already planted a lot of seeds because people are actually asking questions, intelligent questions. So somebody's already planted seeds. And I might get to do some harvesting. Praise God. But you know what, brethren? That's all of us together. Don't let the devil tell you you are not a rock. The shade, the abundant water in a dry place, the refuge in the storm. You are because Christ is in you and you are Christ's. The living water through the Holy Spirit you possess. We need to splash it on other people. Amen? Let's pray. Holy God in heaven, I would ask that you would help us
to understand, understand and recognize the time. The time is now for us to be like this Samaritan woman who confessed Jesus as the Christ and was unashamed to make testimony of who he was. And because of her testimony, because of her zeal, the whole city of Sychar came to understand that Jesus was the Christ, the Savior of the world. Father, may we be like her, recognizing that we do have the living water through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, that we can make testimony regardless of our past. We are new in Christ and able to walk as he walked. Father, I ask that you would help us to see this and embrace this. As we continue to look at this season of refreshing, we'd see how does this actually work? How can we be that refreshing for this lost and dying world, this dark and perverse generation? Help us, Father, in the future, in the next several weeks, to see how we can do that, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's all stand up. Let's all stand up and answer the question. Jesus said to what? Jesus said to... Go! Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. All right, let's get her done. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.